Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to this episode where we are so excited to be talking to Silver from the wonderful, incredible Instagram account, Star Wars underscore thrifting. And Silver is like the coolest collector you will ever come across online. We've been following her now since she started her Instagram, I think, what'd she say, about three years ago? And I feel like she's just taken the Star Wars community by storm, quite honestly, with her collecting and her thrifting adventures. And we've been lucky enough to hang out with Silver a couple of times in person at different events and stuff like that. And she is just just a ray of sunshine and just so, so, so cool. And you'll hear us talk about it, but Charlotte and I have learned so much about collecting and Star Wars merchandise from her. And we were just really, really excited to have her on the show. Yeah. And we talked to her about the process of thrifting, her whole routine and some of her most prized possessions, things that she's come across, some rules that she has. And it's a really fun time. We also talk a little bit about Rancho Obi-Wan, which is Steve Sansweet's museum and collection in Petaluma, California. And I just wanted to give some context about that in case you're not familiar. Definitely give Rancho Obi-Wan a Google if you haven't. Very cool. And it is like sort of a mecca for Star Wars collecting. So without further ado, let's get started. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? We are so, so excited to have Silver from Star Wars Thrifting and Silver's podcast Into the Garbage Shoot on Sky Talkers today. Welcome to Sky Talkers Silver. Hi. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for having me. This is such an honor. You have no idea. I'm just geeking out. I'm trying to like ground myself on my squeaky computer chair. So <laughs> please excuse me. <laughs> Thank you so much. We are so excited to have you on the show. We were talking just before we hit record about how we've had this on our mind to have you on the show for so long. And then finally, we were like, okay, it's, it's going to happen before the end of the year. And then we turned around and it was, you know, <laughs> December. <laughs> but we are so excited to have you on the show finally. Oh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we can't, I can't wait to hear your selections at the very end for our Star Wars dinner question. But first, I thought that we should start off with the open-ended question of what drew you into Star Wars and what made you a Star Wars fan? Oh, all right. That's a that's a loaded question. My goodness. Right. Um, well, it's I was really born into being a Star Wars fan. I have the best family. I have um, a huge family. I mean, I have tons of uncles, tons of aunts, and my mom and my dad, and they were just Star Wars fans. I mean, just like from what I can remember. And um, mm -hmm. it's just was really, it, it was just always just part of like, my childhood, my life, I actually don't even remember even like laying eyes on anything Star Wars, it was just always just there. Um, but I have, uh, again, like, like my uncles and my dad, they were so excited when the re-releases were coming out. And I remember being a kid and just, they were just so excited, you know, going to the movies to watch Star Wars and collecting all the figures. Of course, being a child, you want to play with toys, but they didn't allow you to yeah. play with certain toys. And, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I, it's, 
it's just always been a part of my life. I mean, it's really hard to really pinpoint. Um, the holidays are coming up and we watch Return of the Jedi at my grandma's house like every Christmas morning. And that's Aww. just a child. Oh I love that. That's How just cute. what we've always been. That's just what we've always done. So I'm really happy to have been raised with um, adults who are also like kids and just really were just big nerds and really just kind of brought me into this big world and um yeah I was just I was a kid when the pre uh, when the prequels were coming out I was in elementary school like fifth I was in fifth grade when Phantom Menace came out and middle school when Attack of the Clones came out and then I was in high school when Revenge of the Sith came out so I felt like I was just actually the perfect age group group for everything yeah so it was um but when I really fell in love with Star Wars, when I just knew like it was mine, um, not more like a like a family tradition, it was when I saw Attack of the Clones. I was a very impressionable uh, preteen, <laughs> and um, I just love a good love story. And right. I just remember walking out of the theater thinking, "This is the best thing ever!" Oh my gosh, I want it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I feel like I was just like the perfect um, age for for these movies. And I've just, I've never stopped. I it's love that. Wrong. I love that it's like you were steeped in Star Wars. Like, There's no origin point for it. It's just always been a part of your life. I think that's so special and that it is such a such a huge part of your family's uh, life and traditions too. That that Christmas, The Return of the Jedi, I, I freaking love that so much. That's so cute. I want to do that. I know. I want to watch Return too. of the Jedi on Christmas morning. <laughs> I know. It's, it's such a perfect Christmas movie. I mean, there's just so much going on and I just, and it's so funny because I just, I, I think Return of the Jedi, I love Return of the Jedi. It's, yeah. it's it's like my my top uh, favorite Star Wars movie. But as a kid, it terrified me. Um, <sighs> you know, I, at an early age, I just remember like Jabba's palace scared the scared the crap out of me. And <laughs> it was just it was just something that was just it was just always on in the background. Even like at my grandparents' house, they would have like the VHS set just like displayed by the TV. And it was just like even like my earliest memory, I would just look up and just seeing like that Darth Vader uh, VHS cover on the on the on the TV display. It was just something so just again. It's just it's just been a part of me for a very long time. But yes, Return of the Jedi Christmas morning while we're having breakfast and mimosas. It's just you know playing as a in the background. Honestly, who oh needs Christmas gosh. music when you have Return of the Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best oh ever. Yeah, I you know what's funny, Silver. I relate to you being kind of scared of Return of the Jedi. And isn't it just so funny how we were afraid of these movies when we were younger and now it's such a huge part of our life that how could we ever be afraid of it? I was so afraid. I got, I think people from the podcast know that I was screaming, crying. I was like five or six when The Phantom Menace came out and I couldn't handle the um, the pod racing scene. And because it was so loud. It's and so loud. It's, I'm like, it's such a good scene. How could I ever? I was not. <laughs> like, this is like a lullaby. It's music to my ears. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, lullaby. Audacity, exactly. the audacity that I had. I'm the au- terrified of this. I know. Thing. It's like I had no taste. Yeah, like, I know. Dare me. Who I'm needs dare. white noise when you have the pod racing? <laughs> exactly. That lull you to sleep at night. <laughs> so true. So funny. Well, I think you had mentioned that your family, like your uncles and your dad, had a lot of toys and like collecting. Is that kind of where your love of collecting and thrifting kind of started? Was it also from your family? Yeah, you know, my uh, my dad is such a 
a big nerd because even like in elementary school when the Pokemon cards came out, he was just all about it. He wanted to collect them and he had his own binder with stuff. And of course, we weren't allowed to touch them. But, you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I my family, they're really they're really big collectors that come from, a uh, you know, even like my grandfather, he collects um, he would collect like these like fishing poles, like I don't know. He never went fishing. I don't think in his life, but for some reason, like <laughs> fishing poles. But, um, but yeah, no. Um, I've just always, um, yeah. I just everyone just always collected around me. Um, you know, my uncle loves collecting music. Um, my mom was just so even like she loved going to garage sales growing up because uh, she likes to repurpose old furniture. So we were always out at garage sales. We were always out at flea markets. That was just the thing we did as kids um, with. Uh, during the weekend. And it was fun. Like, you know, we would throw garage sales and it was just something that I've always enjoyed. Um, and I wasn't really good at collecting when I was a kid. I was just, um, I don't know. I just was not organized with my toys whatsoever growing up. <laughs> um, it's so funny how that works out now. Um, but I as, as definitely like thrifting and going out. That's, I, I have to like blame my mom for that. She is, um, she, she loves, arts and crafts. She loves to just repurpose old things and like restore stuff. So that was just our weekends. That's what our weekends were all about. And uh, she, my mom was so cool now that I think about it. I mean, she's obviously cool, but you know, when you're <laughs> younger, you don't think your mom's cool, but my mom would just have, yeah. like, she would collect like vintage, like, like seventies, like clothing and like wear them. And I'm just like, you know, I never thought that was cool. I'm like, why are you buying old clothes? But it's, she was, she made thrifting like cool before. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. And she just always had an eye for that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's always just really been a part of me. But um, and then like with my dad and like collecting like toys and stuff, he my dad, again, he's just like a big kid. And like, you know, everything, you know, he just likes to just like collect things that just reminded him so much of like his like childhood growing up. My dad also did not have much when he was younger. So I think when he was older, um, you know, he just really tapped into just still being a kid. He's still mm -hmm. a kid. <laughs> so that's something yeah, I definitely, definitely I was definitely like related to that. Yeah. I feel like you now have a super cool garage that's <laughs> filled with the coolest Star Wars finds you could possibly search for and acquire. When did that piece, I don't know, when did that start in your life? Like, was it in the past five years, the past 10 years? When did you start to amass like an amazing collection that you have now? <laughs> It started definitely when I started my Instagram uh, page, uh, Star Wars Thrifting. Mm. I, um, I don't know. It's so crazy how it. I, it's so funny. I wish like my husband can tell, like, share his point of view because we have a <laughs> nine hundred square foot garage with high ceilings, and all of that now is housing all of my my entire <laughs> Star Wars collection. We've had like we've had to build a shed outside just to house our normal garage stuff. <laughs> we don't park our cars in the garage anymore. It's now completely mine, um, which is insane. Um, yeah, so I want to say maybe about three years ago, I wasn't really on. Um, you know, I just kind of randomly started. I mean, it was during the pandemic, so I randomly started mm -hmm. my Instagram page, and I was actually really inspired by my brother-in-law because he had been cleaning out. Uh, stuff in his garage and he was started posting like cool pictures from like just stuff that he had as a kid because you know you're just going through the garage and cleaning things out and he was uh posting like old action figures he had like from like the 90s and stuff and I just thought it was really oh wow I didn't even think to post things like that um 
so I want to say I, it started when my, I started my Instagram account, which was three years ago. Um, again, I did not think I, I wasn't that big of a collector back then, but it wasn't until I really started going out um, to the flea markets around three years ago. I mean, I was always going, but I always had a collection, but I, I just never really thought it's, I, I literally had a little small piece of the garage and it just grew. <laughs> and I honestly can't control myself. I don't know how it happened, but it's been, it's, I accumulated the last three years um, of my, um, just my weekend adventures. It just grew and it just hasn't stopped. <laughs> It's like it's just part the coolest of, thing ever. No, it's like part of my weekend routine to see what you're doing, what you're finding on the weekend. But I think it's so funny because I'll, you know, we're on the Charlotte and I are on the East Coast and, and you're on the, the West Coast and I'll see you up like when I'm up and you're like, it's time to, you know, flea market Saturday, time to go. And I'm like, oh my God, she's up so early and every yeah. weekend yeah. and I'm just over here sleeping in. <laughs> I do not sleep in on the weekends. It's wild. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, and it's getting cold here now. So I'm, yeah. I'm at the flea market at five in the morning and it's still dark outside. It's, crazy. it's insane. It's crazy. I know it's, it's, it's wild. Um, but it's, it's so not much, crazy. It's so fun. It's, it's very like, fun, but it's, it's, it's a little crazy. And I feel it's like so it's a little now. wild, but it's so much fun. It's like, I'm, I'm dry and I'm, I, it's it's so funny because I'll, I'll be driving and it's dark and I look at the clock. I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I, what business do I have driving out here, <laughs> going to a dark parking lot, hoping I find, I don't know, at least a Pez dispenser or something to kind of like, you know, get me excited. When you excited. put it like that, going to a dark parking lot for a Pez dispenser. I know, it sounds wild, but let me tell you, it, it can seem sketch sometimes. You're just like, we're just going to this parking lot where there's cars and vans and we'll see. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, but I've, Honestly, it brings me so much joy. There's nothing like this rush that I get um, getting up in the morning on a Saturday and, um, you know, heading to the flea market. And I'm there for, I mean, I'll, I'll be there for a good four hours uh, just, just digging. That is it's just so cool. And I have so many questions. Okay. I'm like bursting with questions. First thing that I want to ask, are you a haggler? Like, do you, do you lowball an offer and do you come in with like, uh, and a certain amount of cash in one pocket and a certain amount of cash in another. So you don't like reveal <laughs> how much cash you have. That was my great aunt's whole trick. And she's <laughs> I'm yes. Just wondering. Yes, yes, yes. Do you yes. do that? I do haggle. But if I feel like they're giving me a pretty great deal, I won't I won't try and haggle. I'll just I'll, I'll accept it because yeah. a lot of these vendors, it's not what I've learned that a lot of these vendors, this is just like their business. They go buy out old storages mm. And they spend their money and they hope to like, you know, flip it and make a profit. So yeah. Yeah. if I feel like they're giving me a good deal, I'll be like, okay, you know, you know, let's, we'll, we'll go. Um, but yes, I do try and haggle because some, they, cause they try and haggle me first. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, don't you dare, sir. Like, you know, someone tried to sell me a, a action figure, a Star Wars action figure and it was like he was like $30 for it I'm like sir this is worth $4 but yeah <laughs> so, I think uh, people think that they can scam a little bit on the Star Wars name that's so popular yes, absolutely yeah mm -hmm. okay ne next question I have is you're in the Bay Area yeah. right Okay. So something that I have always dealt with being on the East Coast and in the summer, I go to the flea market actually every Sunday morning, super early. I love it. It's a great ritual. 
Um, and every week I'm like, will today be the day I find a Star Wars find? And the answer is always no. I never find anything good <laughs> on the East Coast at my great flea market. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I just want to know, since you're in the Bay Area, do you think that you have a higher likelihood of finding good Star Wars stuff because you're like in the land where Star Wars is made and there's a lot of ex ex employees and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I take yeah that that's a huge advantage. Um, and also, uh, the people from the Bay Area we love that Star Wars was born here, and there's a yeah. lot. There's just we this place is crawling with Star Wars fans, and um, yeah, I mean I'm comp- and I do have a like I'll, I'll find like really cool like crew stuff. Uh, just because it's, I am close to, you know, close to uh, Lucasfilm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I've gone really lucky finding old like ILM uh, crew neck sweaters from like the 90s. Um, <sighs> and those are just like, it's just, those are just like insane finds. However, I've been to LA, like the Los Angeles flea markets. And I feel like that is that's like, like that's a gold mine right there. Yeah. I've seen that online before that like so many, there's just so many movie fans and people who collect things yes. like that. I feel yes. like. Yes. And um, for sure. And, um, but I definitely do have an advantage here. Um, I live in San Jose, which is um, about 40 minutes uh, south from San Francisco. Um, in San Jose, they, we have two of, we have two huge flea markets. I mean, they're, they're, they're huge. They've been around for years. We have a fantastic, uh, college flea market, community college flea market that is like once every Saturday. And we have uh, vendors from like all over like Northern California who actually drive to just sell at this place. So, um, I feel like I'm in like at a pretty sweet spot and, um, this place is just crawling with also, I mean, we just have so many like thrift stores but they just opened a brand new savers which is as big as a walmart it's wild um so but everyone here also like the just everyone just i mean everyone's big on recycling here no one believes in throwing things away they're you know we're gonna try they're gonna donate before it gets tossed so Mm. that's like the culture here for sure yeah Um, definitely definitely in the bay area so um i've gotten really lucky for sure but um yeah just i mean just tons of star wars stuff but again it's we're in the Bay Area. Again, I think people, I mean, there's just a lot of huge Star Wars fans here too. Well, that was also kind of part of another question I was thinking about while you were talking about, you know, like where you're located and, you know, being in the Bay Area and everything. Are you going to the same places every weekend or are you finding new, like, are all these the same dark parking lots or are they different dark parking lots? <laughs> Do you have like a radius of, you know, I'm willing to travel a hundred miles, 200, you know, like, how are you finding all these, these great thrift mar- thrift uh, flea markets or is it the same places? I do hit up the same place, like the same places um, every like Saturday. I'll hit up like the San Jose flea market. That's just again, that's just one of the bigger flea markets we have. However, again, we will have like little pop up flea markets again that are just, you know, once every couple months or I I mentioned the 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 De Anza College flea market. Mm -hmm. That's every Saturday. So I'll fit that in. So I know like the first Saturday of every month, I'll hit up the call, the De Anza College flea market. But I, yeah, I try, I try and, um, I try and go like on, I'll go on Craigslist and like Facebook market. I also keep an eye out for like garage sales and, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll sometimes map, you know, my route out there. So I'll do the flea market in the morning and then on my way back home, I at least stop at like, you know, a couple of garage sales that are in the area. So 
it, it changes, but I I like to stick to that big the the big San Jose flea market definitely like every Saturday morning. Um, that's just because it's I'm very big on a routine. Yeah. I don't you know I just feel like I just I don't want to say luck. I just actually no I I feel like I'm pretty lucky there. Um, so I always always hit that up. But again, it'll change depending on if there's a little random pop up or um, you know there's little events um they they're they're really they we have a lot of toy shows here in the area too so um you know i'll I'll kind of fit that in the routine but i definitely hit the flea market first thing in the morning yeah Um, stop number one that's like my stop i don't care if it's dark okay i don't care if there's a dark (laughs) parking lot i feel safe out there like i you know i try to tell myself that i'm good i'm home second home you know i i've learned to get a little tough skin haggling and you know i do but, you know, I do what your aunt does. I do have my, you know, couple dollars. And I mean, I have like four different, like, always have like three, right. different, <laughs> three different wallets. And yeah, I just kind of make sure I just, yeah. So I kind of have it all played out. No, you have to. Like, it's it's the way to do it. Yeah. You can't be open, opening up your wallet to like a no. hundred bucks when you yeah. just haggled it down to like $3. It's just not the way <laughs> it's like, going to be. Oh, I guess I won't get it then. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you walk away and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, one, no one else is going to buy this Jar Jar Binks alarm clock. So this is going to me. Trust me. I'm the only one that wants it. Trust and you me. know this. I have like, I have a reputation already. So everyone knows. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So. Well, okay, that, so, that sorry, like, go, go ahead. Oh, Dan. I was going to say, we're probably going to ask the same question, but we've seen you buy everything from like paper <laughs> products to pod racing arcade video games that you've had to pick up <laughs> in oh like gosh. U-Hauls. Those Do are you, wild stories. <laughs> that is, I think that's when I realized how serious you were. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, no, no, Silver, I need you to tell the story about <laughs> Yeah, that. you should actually. The arcade? Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> that, um, okay. So I was scrolling on OfferUp. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that app, OfferUp, where people, you know, get rid of stuff. It's almost like a Craigslist, but it's, you know, an app where people mm-hmm. let things go. So, uh, I mean, every, I want to say like every 30 minutes I'm on this app. I know it sounds crazy, but I do. I, re- you know, I have Star Wars saved on there just in case something, you know, I'll get a the notification of uh, there's a new Star Wars item in my area. Um, I was at, <laughs> I was at my grandpa's <laughs> birthday party um, when I sh- probably shouldn't have, should have had my phone down. Um, <laughs> so I got a notification that there was a Star Wars arcade cabinet in my area. Um, and this guy was letting it go for 200 bucks because he was moving out of the state and he needed it out of his, he needed it out of his house ASAP. So um, he had only posted it. He posted like seven minutes ago. I mean, it was like he had just posted the thing. <laughs> I'm over here at my grandfather's dinner with my family. Again, I probably should not have been on my phone, but I had to step away from the dinner and um, text this or message this guy. And I asked him if it was still available. He didn't respond for me to me for like 10 minutes. And it was probably the most stressful 10 minutes <laughs> I've ever had in my life. And then he's like, yeah, can you pick it up right like now? And I'm like, sure, I'm on my way, um, you know, so. <laughs> but mind you, I don't have a truck. I don't know how to upload, uh, you know, I, I had no plan whatsoever. No plan. I just, I committed to picking up this arcade with no truck, um, you know, excusing myself for my grandfather's dinner, birthday dinner. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, as I was driving over there, I was 
texting everybody I knew. I didn't not I didn't want to involve my family because I'm not gonna be like, hey, we gotta leave because I gotta pick this arcade up. <laughs> so um, I had um, luckily my uh, my neighbor um, and her husband um, said, oh yeah, sure, we'll help you pick it up. So yeah, it was pretty wild. I felt like I was being sneaky. <laughs> it was like a super top secret mission and uh, yeah so I picked up you know it was $200 the machine worked he gave me the manual he had owned a pizza uh, he had owned like some pizza restaurant uh, I guess like years ago and he had all these arcade cabinets he's like I just need to get rid of this because I'm moving I can't take it with me Um, so yeah for $200 I have this I got this $19.99 arcade racer and it comes with like the actual like anakin like pod race it's pretty it's pretty big crazy it's It's so cool i remember you posting the lead up to what it was that you were going to go pick up in the truck (laughs) yeah and the big reveal it was a big reveal i was like oh my god that is the coolest thing ever Yeah, I I know. I I, I like to hype everybody up. And then like, I'm like, I don't know why I do this because I may think it's cool. But you know, everyone probably thinks like, really, that's it. I feel like I'm overhyping it. But no, no, our corner of fandom definitely thinks it's Mm -hmm. extremely cool. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it was was wild. Again, I just yeah, I without even thinking I just commit to it. And I just, you know, I'll figure it out when I get there. I don't care if I had to pull it out of his garage into the sidewalk and just I would have stayed there until I figured a way out. Call an Uber XL. An Uber Because the deal is not done. I've been burned way too many times. It's not done. And, you know, until I have the, I have the product and the transaction was made. So yeah. someone yeah. else could have jumped on it and I would have, it would have been a regret. So I, oh boy. Yeah, I was wild. <laughs> It was a race to the pod racer. It was a race. It was a race <laughs> to the pod racer. It was stressful. <laughs> and then the and the crazy thing is they said you need to drive really slow because these things are so um they're so fragile and any like bump can mess oh with gosh. like the the oh, board, like the, the, the switchboard. Yeah. And it's very it's like okay, um sure, no no pressure there. So, so it was do you still yeah, have to put quarters and stuff in it? Uh, yeah you do but the thing is I put it on I so I had actually I did have to get a mechanic to come in and um he did have to I guess like the left like uh handle wasn't registering to the to the game so he did fix that um but he put it on free play so I have it on free play but the joke of the thing everyone has to Venmo me if they want to play when they come over my house that's kind of like that's like my way of paying it back so I love that that's very fun yeah that's amazing I feel like $200 is a pretty good deal it's yeah. a great, no, I'm it's, not gonna lie it's, it, no it's a great deal it's um yeah. it's a it's those things go for like thousands of dollars that's what, that's wild. what I would assume because they're huge no. and if you don't know if you're listening right now you don't know what this looks like google it you'll 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 be like oh yeah I've seen that before in an arcade mm-hmm. it's a yeah. huge thing yeah it's super cool okay so silver what's your current chase piece like something you really want and oh, want to find my goodness um it's so funny because if that's a I get asked this question so <laughs> Anytime, <laughs> and it's really, really, really hard for me to um, yeah. So for a while, it was the Pepsi actual soda machine that I recently that I acquired this year, which is nuts. Yeah, um, I that's something I never thought I would even own. Um, but my something that I really 
I really, really want. It's these, I want the whole collection set of these ceramic, <laughs> these vintage <laughs> ceramic lights. Um, they're, they're really creepy looking. It's, they're really scary. <laughs> so if you guys want to Google it. I'm in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm they're, in. They're, they're really, they're really creepy and they, they look really scary, but they're like these, they're, it's almost like it's not a Lucasfilm like licensed thing. It's, I think it was like an off brand. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> This Chewbacca looks scary. The Yoda is the probably creepiest. The Darth Vader, the Darth Vader front of his, and they're like these ceramic like lamps, and they're creepy looking. But How I want big the are whole, they? Um, I want to say they're probably let's see, they're probably about like eighteen, like eighteen inches. They're like a good size. Oh, okay. And they're like the old like ceramic, like you know, if you turn it on, it's probably gonna be really hot. You can't touch it. Yeah. Uh, so I really, I really want. But I want it's like whole, radioactive. Yeah, I want the whole. <laughs> I want the whole set and but the Darth Vader is (laughs) the Darth Vader one is creepy because the front like look like the front mask of Vader's like face the where he it's like it's like almost like not 3D he looks like it's just like a straight (laughs) face plant it looks like Darth Vader face planted anyways (laughs) these these ceramic lights are insane it's wild if you guys don't know what I'm talking about please google like vintage Star Wars ceramic lamps I'm telling you it's insane they're weird looking but I want I really want I really want the whole set um I don't know why but I just those are something you know that I really want I also really I look at this every night on eBay and it's the C3PO uh, tape dispenser. You know, I one? want that so bad too. It is just so silly and crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> it's great. I feel like if I, I would have that out on my coffee table because I want people to comment on it. Yeah, you want, and it's a conversation piece. Yeah. Again, if if you're listening, you don't know what that is. That is definitely worth a Google. Please Google it right now. C3PO tape dispenser. It's a little, um, what's suggestive. the word? It is suggestive. I love him. Um, yeah, like, me too. He's just like, it's like he's listening. <laughs> he's, just like, he's, just, he's just there. He's probably, I don't know. He's just like listening to Cardi B, just like having a good time. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the way he's just like, it is very provocative, but I just like a provocative C3PO. Why not? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I, your, I, would, I would love to find that not on eBay price. I would, I actually like, I feel like even if it's, it was on eBay and it was a good price, I probably won't get it just because I just want the satisfaction right wow I found this thing so yes (laughs) I feel like you've gotten to a point in your collection Mm -hmm. that you should be doing that like you should be chasing the thrill of finding it yourself Mm -hmm. versus like finding on eBay yes um because you have so many amazingly cool things that I just feel like we're completely brushing over um that like I'm like you you mentioned it the thrill of it is just so fun yes yes and um, I feel like just one final piece about the 3PO tape dispenser. I feel like it went kind of to meme status. Yeah. Oh and it got like really popular when for years it wasn't. Yeah. And now I feel like it's becoming more of a thing. Like I don't think five years ago I would say that I would want that. But now I definitely do. So I, I feel like more people so want much. it. Yes. No, yeah. I look at it. I mean, I'm telling you, I look at him every night. I know it sounds creepy, but I do. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> uh, let's see. Like, how is I'm it obsessed going? with you. <laughs> also, I, I've it's, a guilty, up- it's literally a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I will be like, it would be pitch back, like pitch black dark in my bedroom. And I'm like. You and 3PO. Me and 3PO. <laughs> 
a provocative like image of 3 p.m. I'm just like in my corner, like ooh. It's like a little a cheeky Google. Yeah. Like, oh, ooh. Now what I'm picturing is Silver at five in the morning in the dark parking lot, just scrolling through images of the 3 p.m. tape dispenser, wondering if today is the day. Will today? Today? today. Yeah. I hope. I think I'll just like stop if I, that happens. <laughs> I would just like be like, I think I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> also i gotta say i've looked up the ceramic lamps and if i'm looking at the right darth vader he he's is creepy, right? incredible he's got the biggest eyes the yeah. red eyes the red yeah. eyes and a lightsaber too some look like they have the lightsaber some don't yeah, yeah. so he's holding like a clear lightsaber he look yeah he looks almost like a like his posture is almost like a priest or something like yeah. I don't know. It's very regal. It's, <laughs> it's just, I really, I really like it. I, I, I know. I, I really honestly like yeah, it too. too. Nineteen seventy-nine. There's, there's a Jabba one. There's yeah. a Jabba one. Yeah, I know. Oh. I want the whole set. I want the whole set. The Chewbacca one is pretty wild too. Um, he has like insane looking teeth. I think um, it is technically unlicensed, by the way. It is right. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, everything yeah. is saying bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Boot, I love bootleg stuff. Oh my yeah, gosh. We, we went to a panel in Star at Star Wars Celebration in Europe um, mm-hmm. about like bootleg off. It's it's a whole world that I didn't. Caitlin and I are very new to the Star Wars collector world. We like mm-hmm. are very fascinated by it and the like weird holes you can go down and these mm-hmm. different corners of collections. And we learned about the like bootleg universe and it was so interesting. I I got so much out of that. Yeah. It's it's really fun. I've I've got I found a few things. Um, I found a, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I found a Lego bootleg one time, and mm. it was just it was just like if Force Awakens was like it was like a fever dream of Force Awakens. Like three PO was on like three <laughs> yes. yes. PO was on the race speeder. Um, it was just so insane. And did it say Lego? <laughs> it was like one letter off. I forgot what it was called. Just but, uh, like it was. <laughs> insane it's probably i still have it it's like one of my most prized possessions um but yeah the bootleg thing is insane um yeah i've i've never i I, it's like the best i i always i'm constantly looking um on ebay for bootlegs just so i can like see i mean there's just so much it's crazy like (laughs) it's so varied it's a testament to just the the popularity of star Wars when it came out, right. That everyone is trying to make a thing that mm-hmm. could be considered yeah. star Wars <laughs> yeah. no matter it's where the they best. were. Yeah. So if you haven't been able to find the ceramic lamps and the suggestive C3PO tape dispenser, what has <laughs> been a recent favorite find? Ooh, that's a good one. A recent favorite find. Um, you know, it's really easy to say, the Pepsi machine, just because that was a huge deal. Yeah. Um, I, again, never imagined that I would hold, like have something like that in my garage. Um, also, just, I don't know, like I, I like to collect because it's very like sentimental for me. Um, it's a part of, again, this is just how I express my love for, for Star Wars is because I love going down. I love uh, finding things. I love collecting them. Again, it's because I think, you know, it's just a sentimental thing for me. I think I like to just have like a piece of like my childhood um, still um, and I like to display it. But 
when I got this Pepsi machine, honestly, I just really felt like I was preserving history in a, in a yeah. way. Um, you know, this machine was about to hit the landfill and I felt like <laughs> I, I now I had a responsibility to pick it up and make sure it, you know, it, it didn't get destroyed. So that is something that, I mean, that's a huge highlight what I found. Um, I also recently stumbled upon vintage uh, zines, uh, Star Wars Mm -hmm. zines from the 70s, and those are so amazing. Um, I would love to read some of those. I haven't ever had the chance, and it's been a dream of mine to do that. I've never found them anywhere, I feel like. There, it's so, I mean, it's it's just like just a snapshot of history of like, you know, what fandom looked like, and just like, just like even like the art. Um, the fan fiction um, and it's just so cool I mean just everyone leading up to like Empire Strikes Back and like having their theories and it's just it's just really fun to actually sit and like read and go through it I just I I, you know I was able to find um, there was it was this guy had a huge lot of just like science fiction stuff I mean not just Star I mean they had Star Trek and just like old science fiction novels but I stumbled upon this box full of just like uh, um, Star Wars zines and they were just so I mean just so such a treat to look at so that's definitely like one of my favorite finds um, for sure recently and um, yeah now I actually have like now I, I actively feel like I want to find as much as I can like I just never really thought that they even existed or I don't know I just never really paid attention yeah. but now yeah. I'm just like oh my gosh I know how they look like I know what to look yeah like. so every and I always get, yeah, I always, I know what to look for. I always get, um, you know, trolled because I'll look at a bunch of paper and then there's not one Star Wars man scene and I leave really upset, but <laughs> <laughs> heartbroken each time. But no, those, that's, that's, um, that's, that's a, that, that's definitely a pretty, a pretty cool piece. Um, I also found a, um, a Revenge of the Jedi uh, t-shirt, um, which... I actually, it was, I actually, this was, I actually had to drive probably like a good hour for it, but it was, um, this gentleman was selling it on, on Craigslist and he, he said his, his, um, his sister used to work for, um, ILM back in the day and there's like paint, like stains on there and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like she worked. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty I didn't ask like what his sister's name was or anything because I just didn't want to be like, you know. Yeah. But I, I probably should tell have. Me but, uh, yeah. Tell me <laughs> everything. So who is she? Um, <laughs> no, but it was. Um, but yeah, that's probably that's probably a cool a cool T-shirt. Um, also, um, this one is really special to me. It is the Yuma Daily newspaper from filming filming of um, Return of the Jedi, uh, just because my family's from Yuma. So mm. that was a really cool newspaper to have. So when they were filming Return of the Jedi, they did this whole spread of when um, the production of Return of the Jedi like infiltrated the small desert town of Yuma, Arizona. Um, so that was a really fun find. And I actually found it when I was in Arizona um oh that's so cool so I just felt like oh my gosh this is really special so that that um, feels like a full circle kind of find it it is yeah I actually framed it up and I have it in my kitchen because it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty special um and yeah it was it was just such a it was and again it was like this random antique store in Arizona like I had no you know I'm never in Arizona 
happened to stumble upon this play, um, this antique store, and I found it. It was a pretty, pretty again, pretty special. That's awesome. So, Silver, can you tell us a little bit about your time going to Rancho Obi Wan and working with them? Right. Yeah, I'm a volunteer at Rancho Obi Wan. So cool. No We've never deal. been, and it's definitely yeah. a bucket list item. Yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, uh, Rancho Obi Wan is such a magical place. Um, it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> um, it's honestly, I, I'm really, I don't take it lightly that I'm even a volunteer and I get to spend my time there. Um, but yeah, so last year on my birthday, I finally um, booked a trip to Rancho, and it's over here in Petaluma. Um, probably about like 20 minutes north, up north from Pasa in San Francisco. So uh, pretty close by. So I was fortunate enough to spend my birthday at Rancho, um, did the tour, fell in love with it. Um, it's an incredible tour. It's an incredible place. There's just so much, just so much history. There's just so much to look at. It's just the best place. And um, yeah, I... It's so funny. I think, I don't know how, I don't know what happened. I, I think they started following me on Instagram. So they knew I was kind of coming. So when I checked in, <laughs> they're like, oh, you're Star Wars thrifting. And I was like, oh, oh yes. Hi. So oh my gosh. it best was, feeling. <laughs> yeah, it was the best feeling. And I got to meet Steve before the tour and he was like joking, like, hey, like, did you bring your thrift shop with you? And I was like, oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh, gosh, no, but hi. Um, <laughs> so it was fun. We had a great time, did the tour. It was honestly the best thing. There's just so much to look at. You're very overwhelmed, but in the yeah. best way. Um, the tour is just, it's, I mean, you just get like, it, it's just, you walk in and it's just like the cool, like history behind it and how it used to be a chicken coop. And now it's, now it ha it's housed the biggest star Wars collection ever. Yeah. Um, so it's just a great place to be. At. I mean, I, I, I'm just geeking out right now. Like I <laughs> can't even like put my thoughts together, but, um, after the tour, I, um, you know, we had a good time and then they posted something. Oh, they had a volunteer work day and I DM them. I said, Oh, how can I be a volunteer? And then, um, <laughs> they contacted me and, um, Ann Newman, who, she uh she kind of she vouched for me and she's like I totally want Silver to be part of the team. So now I've been volunteering this past year and it's been wild. Wow. Do you it's have cool. you walk around or are you like I have that? I have that. I would like to get that. <laughs> well, yeah. like the opposite. Like yeah. now I'm like making a list of things I would like myself. Yeah, I do that all the time. It's crazy. Um, or things I've never thought even existed or things that, I mean, we talked, we were just talking about bootlegs. They have a whole entire like bootleg section and it's so. Oh, I didn't know that. That's it's crazy. That's cool. Do they have it's the lamps? They have the lamps. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. I don't want to get, I, okay, we cannot, I know we can't, I know. Um, they have the lamps and I think that's why I, cause I, I see yeah. the lamps. I'm like, wow, I need to own those. So yeah, I see a lot of things that I want that I wish I could. I, I wish I could have, but you know, honestly what it is, it's so much, it's, this is Steve's like collection and he has such a passion and love for star Wars, not to mention just like the knowledge. I mean, he's the author yeah. of like 17 books. Um, he's so passionate, yep. but the thing is, it's just, you walk in and it's just so much of his history and who he is as a fan. And I just like, every time I just feel like I want to do that even in my little garage, Cause I want, like, I want it to be like 
everything you display here, it's because this is my story and I have the wildest yeah. stories of how I, I, you know, it came into my possession. Like if you, if you walk in Rancho and you you can ask like, how did you guys acquire this? There's a cool, there's always a great story behind it. So, um, and that's what I find so fascinating. And it's just, it's, it's just part of it. It's just a representation of who he is as a fan. And yeah, I mean, and now he's he has such a passion for like fan made stuff too, and it's just so freaking rad. I can't even recommend it enough. It's I don't know if I answered your question, list. but I'm just like I just no, you answered it. you answered it completely. I mean, I think it's a natural like uh, partnership's probably not the right word, but like the fact that you volunteer there like fully makes sense to me. Mm. I feel like there's probably no better volunteer honestly because you're you're out there you're pounding the pavement you're in the dark the dark parking lot in the middle of the morning like you know <laughs> and I just think it's great I'm like actually looking at five or four or five of um Steve Sansweet's books right in front of me in like the the big one that has the intro to mm-hmm. like collecting and mm-hmm. um with the Darth Vader on the cover I mean this is yeah Star Wars from concept to screen to collectible is mm-hmm. a classic and I just um I feel like there's there's just a natural link, I think, from the passion that Steve had for Star Wars and then now has his like the one of the largest. I don't know if is it the largest? It's the, the largest. largest. It's the largest. And it's not what you see in the museum. You're, you're only seeing a fraction of it. It's yeah. like, like we have they have an entire other location of just wow. more stuff. It's. It's crazy. It's the yeah. I'm, it's I'm, the largest Star Wars collection. It's wild. I'm now realizing, Silver. Have you ever been to this like Lucasfilm archives? No, but my gosh, don't know what I would. I do. haven't either. I haven't either. So, no, <laughs> I, you, I, everyone, I just, everyone would know if I'd been to the Lucasfilm archives. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it would <laughs> not be a question. I yeah, I would not shut up about it. That would be my whole personality, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. I'd be like, so did you guys know that I once no? Um, <laughs> but let me tell you. But being going to Rancho, you get like a hint of it. You do. Oh, yeah, sure. that's kind of what I imagine. You get, you, yeah. get like a, you get a small hint of it, and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I think my, um, I don't want to like give too much of the tour away because I love yeah. you know it's you don't want to like spoil, but totally. Um, you know, I think what you, everyone sees online is just that big old hallway of yeah. like the collection, but there's there's a few stops before you get to that point, and um, yeah, it's it you get a sense like you're in the archives. It's it's pretty it's pretty great. Oh, and um on top of so what I do, I volunteer. So um so it's a docent led tour. Um so you're following a docent and it's probably uh, the group's about 10 people per size. And then you have a volunteer because you need someone to assist whether um you know cuz the you have the one docent leading the tour and giving all the information and stuff like that. You always got to have like a volunteer to help assist with whatever. Um but I, uh, on top of having volunteer days, like, you know, like during a tour, you also do work days and these work days are, oh my gosh, the best because you are organizing displays, you are cleaning. I can care less about vacuuming and cleaning at my house, but I will gladly do it. I ran to Obi-Wan. Right. <laughs> um, and those are just fun days. Uh, we spent time last year, we have this, we we made room for this Lego display area. Just Lego is just such a big Star Wars and Lego is just a, just a huge part of 
yeah. merchandising. So we wanted to have like this. And also one of our docents, he's really passionate about Lego. So we had this whole, we just kind of committed this whole year to doing work days to um, move things around and just actually have another like display area, like for Legos. And that's really fun because you are working as a team to kind of like, okay, how can we make this efficient? How can we incorporate this into the tour and, you know, just moving things around and just like any collection, like, you know, you bring stuff out, you rotate, um, and to kind of keep it, you know, exciting and fresh. But, um, those are, those are just some great work days. And then you're, you know, you're working with an incredible team and getting to know everybody. It's just, it's just so much fun. I mean, I could not, <laughs> besides those are the day that's the only time i'm gonna like not go to the flea market on saturday is when i'm at rancho obi-wan right <laughs> yeah good trade-off well yeah. i not to move on from rancho obi-wan because it's the coolest thing ever but i would love to know about your own organization process and cataloging everything and keeping track mm-hmm. of where it is because i think that would that is a process in and of itself, I would imagine, especially once you're starting to, like you said, have your garage now become your own Rancho Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. So my, um, yeah. So let's see. It's, <laughs> I didn't start cataloging. If you don't have an organization process, that's also okay. Like, yeah, okay. I, I actually, so I don't have an organization, pro- like my shelves aren't organized. It, it's chaotic. I don't have like a Clone Wars section. I don't mm-hmm. have like, fan. I do have a Phantom Menace corner um, just because that's like most of my stuff. But um, I did start catalog- uh, cataloging because I had to, because it was just, I was just getting so much stuff. And also like, I had people who were kind enough to like send me like things too. So I'm just like, okay, I really need to keep a catalog of what I have. So yeah, I do have like a spreadsheet of, so normally what happens, I have this big table in the middle of my garage. So I, I won't put things away. If I go to the flea market, I don't just go and display it right away. I wait until that table is filled with things. It'll probably take oh. a month, a month worth or whatever, or, you know, until it accumulates, then I'll sit down and then I'll, I'll catalog, I'll, I'll go ahead and like, you know, catalog everything and you know, what I've have. Um, and then I just, yeah, by the way. So I, I don't want to like, it's really hard. Like, I don't want to just go. Yeah. So I have this big table that I just, you know, wait till it, it fills up, then I'll go and then I'll be like, okay, you know, um, do I want to display this or am I going to put this away? Um, but again, it's it's so crazy. I, I'm constantly buying shelves because I'm like, <laughs> what's cool about my garage is a high ceiling, so things are making their way up the ceiling now at this point, which is great. But um, yeah, so I kind of wait um, before I put anything away. I'll wait to accumulate and I'll spend like a good afternoon, um, you know, to kind of um, take inventory of what I have, and then I'll go ahead and move things around. My favorite place to go to. Um, in it's in Monterey, California. Um, I always friends who come visit. I love taking them there. Um, it's this big antique warehouse in, uh, in Monterey. I love antique warehouses like this, like these big antique malls, because there's so many vendors who sell in this warehouse and almost nothing is organized. So <laughs> I want, so my thing is like, I want everybody to feel overwhelmed when there's garage and you're just like <laughs> figuring it out. So I don't really have like, yeah, it's not really organized as far as like when I display stuff, but definitely I do. I wait till I accumulate a lot before I even 
um, start displaying it and putting things away. And I also like I'll put like nicer things inside my house. Like I have. Like, That's my, what I was going to ask yeah. too. Do you rotate things into your house as well? Yeah. Oh my gosh, my house is like just. Yeah, it's all I have Star Wars all over like my house. It's insane. I have I love collecting art posters too. I don't only just thrift stuff. I love I'm a sucker for like art. Um, you know, I love collecting art. Um, so I, you know, have them all over throughout my house. Um, you know, my nicer things, like my nicer like things that like are display like my nicer display stuff are like in my right now I'm recording in my like office, so I'll have it displayed there. Um and also just like really, or I, I try to like incorporate that in my house. Like I have like these really cool vintage Star Wars kitchen stuff that I'll just like display in my kitchen, like on, on my upper shelves. So I try I like, that. I yeah. try incorporate a little bit throughout the house. Um, also, I, at the flea market, I will come across things that are broken. So I'll try and repurpose stuff. Like for example, like I'll get like vehicles, like an X-Wing or Millennium Falcon that are it's a beat up toy, but what I do, I'll drill a hole and I'll make a pot, a like planter. a planter. So throughout wow. my backyard, my backyard looks like a, um, <gasps> like, like a, a graveyard just, of, that's yeah, a graveyard of just <laughs> like, of just like X wings, uh, in the ships. best way possible. Yeah. yeah. So I have like, just, I make them in planters and I'll just hang up, like, you know, incorporate them in my, in my uh, backyard. Wait, and that's, that's something so I blame, cool. and that's something I blame my mom for. My mom was always, you know, doing that. So it goes back to what you were talking about with the, like the culture out there on the West coast of like recycling and reusing and not wanting Mm -hmm. to just, you know, automatically throw something away when you are done with it or you feel like it's lived its, its first life, I guess. Yeah. And I'm always like trying to find a way to repurpose something. Um, but I really, yeah, I, if I see a, um, like a, like a ship, like a star Wars ship or anything, I, it's definitely gonna hit the, hit the garden. So I try and find uses for that. Have you learned any, like, sorry, trying to figure out how to best formulate this question. What sort of, what are the learning curves that you've learned through thrifting Star Wars, if anything? Um, Yeah, the learning curves I've learned, really, I've learned not to just buy anything that says Star Wars. Um, I've had to learn the hard (laughs) way. Um, honestly, I, I don't know, because it's really hard. I know a lot of people who do this because, you know, it's like a, a lot of like a small business. So yeah, I randomly will have pop-ups and stuff, but. Which um, are great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank Yes. I, I, you know what? That's another thing I have to like, that's a way for me to rotate my stuff where I'm like, you know what? I'd rather give it to another Star Wars fan who's going to enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as like a learning curve, I've learned to just like. <laughs> Uh, have self-control and not, you know, <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I just learn to pick up something that I know that, you know, that I'll, that I'll, that I want, that I'll use instead of just like, let me get all these, let me get this whole table of action figures because it's Star Wars and it's a great deal. And, you know, this is a big, no. Um, so, I mean, that's, a, that was a learning curve for me because I, in the beginning, I would just like grab everything and it was just, you know, it'd be like, why, why do I need this? I'm not, again, like Rancho Obi-Wan, they are accumulating pieces because they are preserving history in that way. They are, you know, so I'm more, it's more of like, I'm going to just collect because this is, you know, things that I want. Yeah. I'm sure learning to like trust your gut instinct too about stuff is part of that 
that learning too of I don't need to buy everything. How do I actually mm-hmm. feel about the things that I'm coming across? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. That was, yeah, that was something that I, it, it took a while for me to, or just be at peace with letting things go. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I may not need this right at the moment. You know, if the force wills it, I'll, it'll come yeah, up again. It'll come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you think people can get started with thrifting and collecting Star Wars? Honestly, like just head, I mean, head to like a thrift store. The dark parking um, lot. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out with the dark parking lots, please, everyone. I do not do what I do. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Just like, yeah. I mean, uh, thrift stores are a great place to start. Um, you know, in the middle of the week, that's where you mm. probably have the best uh, thrift stores experiences just because a lot of thrift stores get things in the weekend and um, a lot of the inventory will hit the shelves definitely by like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's kind of like where the thrift stores are just like piled with stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of like how I started. I, you know, my first thrift find I, I ever had was a Rogue One coffee mug. I found out the Goodwill and it brought me like so much joy. Um because I found it. So I would probably just like start there. Um, and I don't know, just like have fun with it. Honestly, like you could, you could just, I, I just got to be patient a little bit too. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to be really patient. You can't just, trust me, I have a lot of fill store. Like I post things that I find and you don't, I, I've had plenty of days where they're just like complete busts and I'll walk away with nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just like start at the thrift stores and, you know, just like be on the lookout, be patient and, you know, um, have fun with it. Honestly, I, I can't recommend it enough. There's something just going there. There's something that's just for me, that's just brought me so like, it's like a form of therapy, just completely mm-hmm. just putting my music in my ears, um, turning the world off and all my problems for a little bit and just like mindlessly look and search treasure hunt. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can just find the, find those there. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of like how I always, that's how I started. I mean, I would yeah. just go to, you know, a thrift store and just kind of shut my mind off a little bit and just, and just search and you'll come out, you'll, you'll find, you'll find some pretty cool things. Yeah, definitely. I think, Silver, I just want to commend you because you've been so generous to me and Caitlin. Mm -hmm. I think you've both sent us stuff. You've sent us stuff is not even a word that I wanted to use when I was thinking about what I was going to say, but you've sent us amazing like old magazines and Mm -hmm. I've gotten t-shirts from you that I wear all the time, like an amazing ILM shirt. And, um, and I'm I'm even looking at an amazing Queen Amidala pencil and eraser (laughs) that you gave me and it sits (laughs) proudly on my desk next to my Queen Amidala bust. So I'm very, very thankful for all of the generosity that you've showed. But also just I think you're very generous with the people who follow your Instagram. And I think that there's a lot of learning that can come from that. So mm-hmm. in terms of like where to get started, I think that you gotta fo- you gotta follow Star Wars underscore thrifting on mm-hmm. Instagram and basically follow Silver's lead because you're you're finding the cool stuff all the time. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. I'm so much fun. Everyone follow me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. It's true. No, I love, honestly, like, I'm so grateful for, um, again, I randomly started this Instagram page. I never really was into, I never got into, like, it just expanded 
my mind to what fandom could be. Like I was able to connect with so many people on the internet doing this silly thing that I do, um, posting um, a silly action figure that I found at the garage sale. And honestly, like I, I'm so thankful for that because it's just brought in my like, <laughs> I, again, I, before I, I used to just think Star Wars was just in the movies and I would go home and mm. then, you know, love it. But I, I've been able to really connect with amazing, great people such as yourselves and everyone else who, you know, been, I've met so many amazing people and got to experience great things. And I don't take that lightly at all. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been such a joy. And again, like I, I, I mean, I love sharing this stuff. I love sharing my experiences. I love bringing people along for the ride. Um, and it's just, it's just a fun time. And, um, that's the thing. Like I, if I find something and it reminds me of like a friend, I'll, you know, I'll head it, I'll ship it over to them. Cause it's, you know, I think feel like they should have it, but, um, no, you girl, you guys, you guys know how much I adore you. So of course you guys <laughs> well, are the mutual. best, honestly. It's yeah, it's so <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I feel like I've learned so much from you, honestly, about all of these different facets of collecting, like the liquid blue shirts, Yes, oh, that's yeah. the other thing. I, I was had I no idea that. about these and how big of a thing they were. They're <laughs> wild. It's crazy. And then I, I ended things. up buying one from you. And it's yeah. it's like one of my favorite. I'm like, I'm a cool Star Wars fan. I have it's one of these. It's so crazy. The thrift, the, the vintage t-shirt scene is wild. And Star Wars is like a hot commodity. Like people want the vintage star wars uh, shirts they're it's insane it's it's pretty crazy but what's insane is that liquid blue when you you were able to go to jc pennies and buy it for twenty dollars and now they're like worth yeah. hundreds of dollars online it's wild it's insane i think how... i've seen them as as high as like six hundred dollars no oh, yeah. it's it's there's yeah that queen amidala one um that it that goes for about six hundred dollars for sure but there is this job they have a java palace one that's about like it can go for up to a gram depending oh, on like my yeah, the quality. it's insane it's it's the quality the 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 vintage t-shirt community is is something to behold and it's so cool because i feel like i just like i collect everything but it's really fun like again i talk about connecting with people but meeting different collectors who are just like the thrift yeah. like the t-shirt community who are just into vintage t-shirts or like the or like the 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 collectors who just collect like the vintage action figures or like, it's so cool. Like I, I, it's been, it's been really cool to really just meet so many people and like what, you know, in their passion for collecting, because, you know, people can get really niche and just like collect specific things. But yeah, that t-shirt community is insane. <laughs> it's, it's wild. I, it's I remember the day you had the pop-up where I bought my liquid blue shirt from you and I was telling my mom about it. And my mom is not, is like barely into Star Wars yeah. at all, let alone like <laughs> collecting. And I was like, all these t-shirts and silver, this girl I call on Instagram, she's doing this pop-up shop and like, she's going to have them. And like, we got to make a decision immediately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. These things. Yeah. It's, so it's these t-shirts are, yeah, these t-shirts are, are great, but yeah, I, it's funny because I feel like a lot of people like, yeah, like, you know, they did, they weren't really aware of like these liquid blues, but liquid blues are, it's pretty, it's, it's a massive thing. Yeah. What yeah. a market. And <laughs> honestly, Silver, I would kick myself if I didn't mention this, but mm -hmm. something I think is so cool about you is that it, how I viewed the collector community in the past as sort of like gatekeepy mm -hmm. and masculine and yes. um, 
I feel like you offer an approachable Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. way for me and I think Caitlin agrees too to access the collector mindset and honestly I don't think Caitlin and I would be as interested Mm -hmm. in collecting because mm-hmm. we it's a new thing for us and we've been very open about this on learning about poster collecting and like we yes. said we really love the collecting track at Star Wars Celebration it's like our favorite thing ever now mm-hmm. and I think that without our introduction to you I don't think we would be interested in that because I don't think we felt like it was a space that we would be welcome whether or not that's true I'm not so mm-hmm. sure but I, I really feel like our introduction to you and your joy that you bring to collecting really made it feel acceptable and something that we could do ourselves too. Yeah. No, I honestly, I, I feel like I was always intimidated also. I, I, I think I agree. I was always intimidated by collecting because I, like when I think about collecting, I think about like cool, rare action figures, boys. Yeah. Rock and firing, like, Boba Fett. yeah that's like, yes, yeah, that's what, that's what I yeah. think. Um, but honestly, like, and that's not, that's not how I collect. I honestly, I collect things. I, I, what did I find the other day? I, I found a Kylo Ren Pez dispenser in this shoebox, and it was probably the greatest thing ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, Kylo Ren Pez dispenser. Oh my gosh. Like, I was things like that. I, I just like, I don't, that's why, that's how I collect. I collect it because I feel, I, I find something and it's, it's, it's a personal connection for me. Um, I never think of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is how much it, like, how rare it is and, you know, how expensive it is. I don't even think about that. Um, and I've had my fair share of people like DMing me, like, you're wasting so much time on Phantom Menace stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, it's not, I'm not, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I, I have a connection with this because it reminds me so much of my childhood. It actually reminds me of a great time that I had with my parents because my dad would take me to go and buy Phantom Menace toys. And it's just such a personal thing for me. That's why I choose to collect it. It's sentimental. Um, and yeah, I mean, it brings me joy and like, what of it? But, um, yeah, no, I told, I, I totally get what you're saying because that, you know, I was always, and I think in the beginning I was really self-conscious of like what I was posting because I'm like, oh, this isn't cool enough. People aren't gonna, you know, really, you know, resonate, but, um, you know, it turns out that's not the case. Um, you know, it, I can post something and somebody will message me and be like, oh my gosh, I used to have that watch. Um, you just completely, I forgot about it. You completely reminded me of like a special time in my life. Thank you. Like th- things like that. And it's like, you know what, honestly, you can, you can like those Queen Amidala pencils. Like if I choose to be a collector and I just want to collect Star Wars pencils. I'm a collector. <laughs> so, you know, yes. so, um, yeah, so I, that I'm glad, I'm glad you, I'm glad you feel that way because I, again, I, it's just, I want to do this because I just want to share, you know, again, what brings me joy. I mean, we live in a crazy world, you know, let's just share things that make us happy. So, yeah, um, I'm glad. Yeah. No, I think that's such a great thing to, I don't know, just always be talking about with collecting because, yeah, it did feel like something like, oh, you know, I should only be collecting the Funko Pops or the vintage action Mm -hmm. figures and stuff like that. And it can literally be 
anything and it doesn't even have to be flashy or cool and while you were talking I I was reminded of the the swap meet at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim two years ago that was so much fun it was so fun and we were exhausted that night but I was so we all were (laughs) we were exhausted (laughs) oh that was that was my breaking point yeah yeah, oh yeah me too in Anaheim yeah Yeah. me too I'm like yeah it was me too but I remember (laughs) walking with you in there and I was like Silver what like what do I do how do I know what to buy and I think you told me pretty much the same thing you're saying now like just buy what makes you happy and if it feels good you should go for that and I remember I did buy Return of the Jedi pencils that had little plastic toppers on them and then I also bought this random like plastic cup like a party cup or something mm-hmm. and it was yeah, Return of the I remember Jedi too and yeah I use that cup every day honestly and I love it mm-hmm. so much and it, it wasn't like this $200 rare fine type of thing mm-hmm. and no you were you were in an in, in Anaheim at a hotel room on the third floor we were exhausted and there was an experience behind it and like how cool is that yeah Yeah. it's just so fun and yeah Mm -hmm. I think that yeah just having that example of like collecting can be whatever you want it can be as large as you want it to be it Mm -hmm. can be small it can be as flashy it can be expensive too you know whatever it is but as Mm -hmm. long as you are having getting joy out of the process and and retaining those items too like that's really what matters no matter what it is no for sure like honestly like I walk in my garage and it's just been such a reminder of like the last three years of doing this fun hobby of mine and um What's really cool is I can like look at items and be like, wow, I ex- I actually remember when I got it, where I got it, mm. um, which part dark parking lot it was. <laughs> um, and it's such a just a, it's just it's so special because it's just it's just like almost like the story of of me and, you know, of my it's just it's just a great like just it's just a visual representation of. Yeah. my uh, my history with this and it's just so special and meaningful and honestly like it can be as big as something as like my garage or old chicken coop in Petaluma where it's you know or it can be like honestly a bookshelf you have one bookshelf of your little Star Wars items that you're a collector there's no such yeah. thing as like you're only a collector if you're doing this like honestly you know you have one Star Wars mug in your in your cabinet is your your collector so yeah absolutely okay speaking of things that bring you joy <laughs> what are your thoughts about current star wars like what do you think of ahsoka what are you looking forward to about 2024 let's hear it i am salivating over <laughs> um the acolyte it's yeah, all I, can think yes. about. I love the High Republic. I but I am salivating over the Agalite. I didn't want any any news, anything. I am looking forward to it. Um, I'm I, I'm enjoying the High Republic Phase Three. Um, it's I'm just getting a kick out of that so much. Um, Ahsoka. <laughs> Glad we can talk about this, but yes, this yeah, right? was so no, much fun. So Jesus. Yeah. Like, let's talk to someone else besides yeah, each other. I <laughs> loved Ahsoka. I had a great time with it. I mean, I had my little, you know, small complaints yeah, towards the last yeah. end, you know, but it really wasn't anything crazy. But I had so much fun with Ahsoka. I love the fact that we had a, a time change where we can watch at a decent time. I was actually right? doing like dinner. Oh my God. Yeah, we were doing, I was, we were, I was having like people like we were having like, 
I'm telling you, like Star, like my family and Star Wars is a big thing. Like we had like my family would come over and we would all watch the episode together. It was like an event. Oh my god! Um, so it was really, it was, it was just such a great experience. I'm glad that we were able to have that. And thank goodness we have. I don't know. I mean, don't you feel like every time you watch anything, like the like, I just feel like every vi- like image of Ahsoka was like a Dave Filoni doodle and yes, like, sketch. yes. and I just like almost. I mean, I uh, it was just so good. I, it was so good. I um, did, I was really just happy with the show. Um, I was. I'm honest. I'm just really happy for Dave Filoni. I mean, that's really yeah. it. Honestly, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm just happy for him. Um, and I mean, anytime we get Hayden Christensen back is a huge deal for me because I was 17 years old, um, crying after Revenge of the Sith because I thought Star Wars was over and I thought Hayden Christensen was never going to come back as Anakin Skywalker. And boy, was I wrong. Look at us now. Look at us now. Just look at us. Who would have thought, right? Look at us. Yeah. Yeah, Who would have thought? Honestly, it's just such a treat each time. Um. But and how much yeah. he was in Ahsoka too, and he was so good at it too. Like he it was, was me. so good. Okay, so there's this TV spot that came out before. I mean, I watch this TV spot every day to this day. Oh I yeah, no, no so TV. did we. He, okay, so there's this TV spot called Force, and it's when he's talking to Ahsoka. This yeah, they, uh-huh. they showed it before the show. It's like oh my gosh, Hayden Christensen is talking to Ahsoka. Like how freaking wild is this? It's, it's the greatest thing. I know yeah, you can no, do I, this, Snips. Yes. I, oh. oh, my gosh. I know. And he says, don't be afraid. I was like, oh, my gosh. I just got goosebumps right now. No, seriously. I'm like I watched blushing. it before. <laughs> Me too. I can't handle it. Um, yeah, it was just so good. I, I cried almost every episode. Um, I loved the journey Ahsoka had to go through to kind of come to terms with, you know, what happened with her master and just like just the ending was so satisfying for me the ending shot with um anakin's Mm -hmm. forest ghost was just too much for my heart um but my gosh we got some really fun characters added to to star wars and i am happy i'm obsessed with uh shin hathi oh my gosh i can't handle it i love Shin. she's so so cool she's perfect she's so cool she's perfect she's the best um, but yeah, no, it was just too much. I, I just have like a crazy emotions, but it was honestly, I, I loved, I loved Ahsoka so much and I'm so glad we can like scream it from the rooftops finally. Yes. But, That's um, why I wanted to bring it up. I'm like, we got it. We got it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no, it was so good. I mean, just everything was just uh, amazing about it. I, um, my gosh, I'm sorry, but live action freaking Purgle was just too, I couldn't oh. handle it. It was too much. Like at the, oh my the star whale. Dude. He's a star whale. The star whale. <laughs> also, Jason has to be my new favorite character oh, of Star Wars ever. I would die for him. I would die for him. I would do anything. They, that second. kid need they bring that kid back. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's the best. I love and him. I love him so much. He was just like a great. It's like I knew I would love obviously Jason, but like it's just. I was a little nervous. I'm gonna be I, honest. Well, people, yeah, I Jason mean, we, was included. And I ended up loving this kid great. so much. I will protect him with my life. Like, no, I really hope use. we see him again, maybe in Skeleton Crew. Like, I don't know. I just, no. I want 
great him to him. come back. Yes. No. Yes. Great. Yeah. It wasn't like it was just too. It was like a perfect amount of Jason. I mean, I want to see more of him, obviously, but the way they incorporated him into the story was just so freaking good. Oh, oh my yeah. hearing the neighbors while they were in the I couldn't handle that. I was crying. That whole episode I, was too much for me. Wow. I mean, I couldn't handle I, it. I feel like I ascended to another plane of existence during that. Oh episode. yeah, it was too much. It was too much. I I want to say it was it was just it was it was like um Luke in Mandalorian season 2 finale like where it was just yeah. too many emotions. Like I couldn't even handle it. Um yeah, it was just too much for me. Same, same. Like out of my seat type of out vibe. Out of my like, seat. Adrenaline <laughs> rush. That, yeah, yeah, adrenaline rush. Like, oh, I, I should start breathing. I need to breathe. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, even my watch was telling me, like, my blood pressure was just, like, too high. You need to, like, calm down. But it was just too much for me. But it was so <laughs> Totally. <laughs> okay, did you see – sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you off. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. You're such a huge Padme fan, just like us. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that Natalie said that maybe she'd be interested in returning to Star Wars, but Lucasfilm had, hasn't called her? Yeah. What's up with that? Like, could we call <laughs> Lucasfilm to call her? Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, I want to patch her through somehow. Call her. Be a connection. I don't know. <laughs> just call her I up. Take, I don't know. I would, I would take anything. Honestly, like, I, Natalie Portman as Padme Amidala was just, I mean is my favorite character of all time. Um, Honestly, she just means so much to me. Um, Just obviously Natalie Portman is just Natalie Portman. Hello. But um, (laughs) yeah, I would die. Like, I don't care how we get her in there. Like, I mean, I don't either. If it does something crazy to canon, I I actually don't care. (laughs) I actually don't care either. Even if it does like, yeah, if it does not make sense, I don't care. Like, (laughs) there was a, um, Padme joins the rebellion. (laughs) When when she, yeah she did that James Corden um like interview when she was just like reciting her lines I mean that was just oh yeah too, I thought that was the greatest thing so but for her to even like consider wanting to come back is good I it's mean, just so yeah just her that was the most positive I've heard her be about it yeah and yeah. I was like yes okay she's ready Let's go. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, which I'm it's glad. Time. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. Like a lot of these like prequel actors are just like are starting to like feel like that. Like you know, feel the love and the mm-hmm. you know because of their experiences that they had before. Um, yeah, I'm glad that she's even open to it, which is so freaking good. You know what I really want and what my dream is? I want an actors on actors variety like interview with her and Hayden Christensen just for old time's sakes. Wow. I was just watching her one with Paul Mescal <laughs> last night and I was, it was like good. I just need the- it was so yeah. good yeah. of course. Yeah. But I was like I need more interviews like this about Star Wars yes, honestly. Me too. I like I want, want that format. Okay, but like just give us a panel. Like can you at least like invite her to like have <laughs> Right? Do you guys remember like the Attack of the Clones panel? Yeah, I don't Anaheim. even want to talk yeah, about it. So like, I'm so burned. <laughs> I'm so burned. <laughs> I left. I left pissed off. I was like, yeah. Why? It's like, um, okay, but I was so mad. I mean, yeah, great panel, sure, but I was just like, dude, I, didn't we all just think we're in LA? She, I'm Everyone, sure she lives down yeah. the street. All we had to do was get her in the car and like. What if drive we just called over. Natalie up and asked yeah, her to just come? Call her Natalie <laughs> up. Yeah, just call her Yeah. Anyways, I was just I had my hopes way too high. So we all did. I just. We yeah, I need did. to calm down. When, when I need to calm down, honestly, when it comes to Natalie Portman and Star Wars, I just like, I just, yeah, I just need to calm down because I just have really high expectations. Again, I don't care how she comes back. Just put her in something. <laughs> I used to have really high expectations mm-hmm. and I, I still do. I just, Caitlin knows this. I've really had to put things at bay, like I've yeah. just for my own mental health, honestly, <laughs> so that I'm not disappointed. So I don't repeat 
what we felt in that room at the attack of the <laughs> <laughs> I, was pissed. I, just, I was I was looking at my watch. I was like, ooh. No, we we left ten minutes early, and it was yeah. we kept looking at our because we our panel was right after that, so yeah. like we had to, mm-hmm. but. We um, held out to the last minute. We held out because we were like, maybe <laughs> she's going to come out for like the last three minutes. That's totally possible. And then it's like, this no, is not happening. not happening. And like yeah. the panel itself was kind of off the rails already. And it was like, they're not planning for Natalie to come out. This is just not going to no. happen. So, um, yeah. So since then, I've really, in terms of self-preservation, <laughs> have to have to have my expectations regarding yeah. Natalie on the floor. And then that's why this that that interview in which she said that on what Watch What Happens, I was like, oh, Maybe, maybe I just, maybe I'm not delusional. Maybe, this one <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll come back. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's too much. It's too she much, will. but I would love her. She will. She will. You know what? She will. But Lucasfilm, give her a call, please. Please. She's please. asking. We're asking everyone. She's asking. asking. We're begging. <laughs> the whole army behind her. <laughs> support her. Please. Oh my gosh. That'd be so good. Yeah. It would be so great. All right. Well, I think this is going to bring us to our last question, which we haven't actually gotten to ask anyone in a while. So I'm so excited to be able to ask you this question. If you are new to Sky Talkers, uh, Charlotte and I asked this question to all of our guests who come on the show, and it's called our Star Wars dinner party question. And the objective is our guest gets to invite five Star Wars people to a dinner party. They can be creators, characters. Um, it can be so specific. It can be super general it can be a mishmash of anything and anyone at all related to star wars and the object is good conversation and we love hearing who people would bring to their star wars dinner party so silver we would love to know who would you bring to your star wars dinner party okay so i'd bring um starting with mark hamill um I love Mark Hamill. I was fortunate enough to have a little um, meet and greet with him recently, but it was not enough time. So I need him to come to my dinner party. Um, Honestly, he just has the best stories and he's Mm -hmm. really generous at this time. Um, You know, I even saw like, you know, just how he was with like the younger fans at the San Francisco uh, con and um, just so generous at this time and just loves telling the stories. He had an amazing panel that Friday night, just kind of like an hour with Mark Hamill. And mm-hmm. honestly, he loves his life. He's loved his experiences. And I just think that's a, a person you want to have at a dinner party for sure. Um, so Mark Hamill. Um, during. <laughs> All right. The next one would be K2SO. Just yes. because I want K2SO at my party just because I have an experience. I'm gonna, a couple years ago, I hosted the Friendsgiving and I had a friend. <laughs> oh, no dogs. So, <laughs> oh, let me, let me get them under control real quick. <laughs> no worries. He wants to come to the dinner party. Yeah, he's like, bring me to the dinner party. <laughs> so I had a friend who, let's say, was dating a guy we'll call him john right um (laughs) (laughs) just had the personality of k2so and it was just (laughs) you know just really just kind of said what was on his mind and you know was really dry with like sarcastic humor i had a great time i think it you know it there's just a lot of great things that can happen at a dinner party when you have someone like a k2so come in um to keep the i don't know just make his little snarky yeah. karma comments so i love it i love it it's entertaining for me 
I had a great time. Um, so I would, I would have definitely invited K2SO. He's also really tall. And, you know, I, sometimes yeah. you gotta, I need somebody to reach the bowl from on top yeah. of the cabinet. So mm-hmm. he comes in handy for sure. Um, Hayden Christensen, because he's just a sweetheart and it's just selfish purpose reason. There's no reason behind it. I just want Hayden Christensen to come to my dinner party. He's also the type of guy. He's just so like just a sweetheart. I feel like he would get to the party early to help set up. And he'd be the last one to leave. Like I feel like he would like help do the dishes. And then he definitely would. would. Yeah. Like we would like our elbows would brush while we're rushing, (laughs) like, you know, doing the dishes. And I just feel like he's like a sweetheart. (laughs) And he's just happy to be there at a party. So um yeah. The detail of the elbows just (laughs) Told me. I guess yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Yeah, you know, like you're just washing dishes, and it's like a like, oh, you just bumped yeah. me, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, hi. Yeah. And the next, you know, like we're throwing bubbles at each other. It's like, how did this happen? But, yeah. Oh, uh, so Hayden Kirstensen again. No reason behind it. I just feel like I'm just selfishly want Hayden Kirstensen at my dinner party. It's your dinner party. Be selfish. Yeah. So. um also, like during this during this time of like around, especially around this time, I'm always thinking about Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. But I would love for Billy Lord to come to my dinner party. Yes, um, I think I just feel like Billy. She just reminds me so much of like her mom, and I feel like I would just get a hint of Carrie um, at my party. Um, I love her in that movie Booksmart. And mm-hmm. I feel oh, like same. that's just who she is. Yeah, and same. I vibe with people like that. Her and I would just be on a like the same level, same vibe the entire time. So who knows how this conversation is going to go with K2SO and Mark Hamill so far. But her and I would just be like looking at each other, just like loving every bit of it. <laughs> how chaotic it will be. Well, you know, we'll see. So, um, yeah, I would invite uh, Billy Lord for sure. And my last one would be Lando from um, Solo. Wow. Because I just want a guy to, you know, I feel like he would be like in control of the playlist. Mm-hmm. He'll get the music oh, yeah. going. And the, and the cocktails. He that's what yes he would just he would he would make the cocktails and he would just tell us like crazy stories and it's like dude like I don't think that happened but we'll go with it (laughs) um so you just gotta have someone like that at a dinner party um so so yeah (laughs) that's my Star Wars dinner party I love that I feel like Lando would also like fit you all with a customized personal cape and he would be like this is the best color for you this is the best length cape for you I yes I really love this. And I also, I feel like the Mark Hamill, K2SO, and Billy combination is actually an elite combination because I feel like Mark has, does have a lot of dry humor in him, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel yes, like... And a relationship with Billy, yeah. too. Yes. So, and you yeah. want to have, like, people who know each other already. Yeah. So like, this comfortable, like, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Okay, who are you sitting next to? Who am I sitting next to? I'm sitting next to Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I, I, I knew it. Say, I knew obviously. it. I just had to we ask. We just have, like, he just, I think he just smelled, he probably would smell nice, too. Um, and then, I don't know, like, our arms might, our hands might touch. Like when Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, like, yeah. skin-to-skin contact. It's yeah, probably, it's probably like a small table. It's probably a small I table. Like, yeah. I feel like we'd be reaching for something, and it'd be like, oh, yeah. sorry, and I don't know. Oops. And then, Keep yeah. off the salt. Oh, oops. yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, Hayden Christensen's definitely again. Have you seen I, my suggestive C three PO on the table? <laughs> I would. That would be the centerpiece, right? It has to be. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be the centerpiece for sure. <laughs> I love your selections, and I think 
I think K2SO is a first time and I think Lando specifically from Solo is also a first time choice on almost seven years of her podcast. So good job with that. Unique selections. And I think it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a perfect it. choice. I love this dinner. I want to be invited. No, I hope I'm invited. It's fun. It's a great time. Who knows how I'll end up. And I feel like, honestly, I think it would be like a, like we would have a dress code. It would be like a, yeah, a theme and we would have to wear capes. So everyone's coming in a cape anyway. So I think it would just be just a great time. This seems really fun. Yeah. I'm very for Well, it. thank you so much, Silver, for <laughs> coming on the show. Wait, Keelan, what were you saying? I just, I'm thinking about the Hello. dinner, honestly. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally still I'm like envisioning the dinner in Silver's garage and everyone is like getting to sit there and then everyone's got their capes and then Lando has set up a cocktail bar. I'm really, I'm really building this out in my head. So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's I can visualize this dinner a lot more than some other people's if I'm being completely honest because of that. <laughs> I've had my, I've had my fair share of like dinner parties and like they're crazy mm-hmm. and chaotic. So I'm just like, listen, I just, I like to just throw like a random bomb in the middle and see what happens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I just like, uh, let's, this- let's just throw a wild card in there. So I have a couple wild cards in there and I just want to see how it goes. Yeah. But then like, you it's going to be iconic. Yeah. And then Hayden Kirstensen's there just in case it doesn't go well. <laughs> he can like console me afterwards and he'll be like, it's okay. You I know, had a good time. Dinner- I had a good time. Our next dinner party will be, will be good. So don't worry. Or if it goes really well, then he's like, Silver, you just throw the best dinner parties I cannot wait for the next one you know and it's like and maybe sure. we can plan it together you know that's what yeah. he'll say <laughs> yeah for sure I'm telling you I love it <laughs> well thank you so much Silver for coming on Sky Talkers we are so so grateful for your time and for your answers and for <laughs> teaching us all about collecting and thrifting and just sharing so much with us so thank you so much Thank you so much, ladies. It's it's honestly just been such a blast. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to, you know, hang out. We haven't, you know, it's nice to catch up with you. Yes, so thank you so much for I having me on here. Long time. I know. So, what the heck? No. <laughs> maybe maybe in 2024. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But where can people find you online if they're not already following you? You can find me everywhere on the internet where Star Wars thriftings are sold. Um, yeah, so check me out. Yeah, I'm on um, X, Twitter. I don't know. Um, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram on uh, Star Wars thrifting. So uh, come check me out. Come hang out. Uh, DMs are always open. I love talking about Star Wars. I love talking about collecting. Um, yeah, so come follow along on my adventures. Yes, absolutely. Everyone go follow her. We'll have all the links to her social media in our description. Um, But I'm sure most people listening to this are already following you because we all love you so much. Um, But yes, thank you once again for coming on Sky Talkers. We are so happy to have you. All right. That was our interview conversation discussion geek out with Silver from Star Wars Thrifting. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We had just the best time. We truly love her so much. And yeah, I just can't say enough good things about Silver and her account. And please, please, please go follow her if you haven't already. Yes, absolutely. And like we mentioned, all of the links to her Instagram and everything is in the description. So definitely give her a follow. Yes. 
And I think that is also going to wrap up our discussion here. So now this is the part where I tell you where to find our social media handles too. <laughs> but you can find us on Twitter slash X at SkyTalkersPod or our personal handles. Mine is at Caitlin Plusher. Charlotte's is at Clarity. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, our website. Those are all great places to find us. And if you have a couple minutes and would like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would absolutely love it. And if you want to take a screenshot and share with people on your social media platform of choice, you listening to Sky Talkers in real time, we would love to reshare that. So tag us in it and we will post it on whatever social media <laughs> site you are on. Uh, and that is, it's like a word of mouth with sharing what you're listening to and what you are enjoying in the podcasting world. And it helps other people find the show. And if you're interested in other ways to support us and how to get involved in our wonderful, wonderful Discord community, you can head on over to our Patreon and check out our different reward tiers there. I want to say a huge thank you to these patrons, Anna, Jeff, Kate, Kelly, Maggie, King, Molly, Colton, Anders, Angela, Danny, Patrick, Rachel, Mercedes, Logan, Matthew, Lindsay, Paul, Kat, Arzu, Blast Points, Timothy, Daniela, Talia, Talking Bay 94, John, Alex, and BJ. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yes, thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Thank you.